Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. And I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. Have you ever pondered the world of Renaissance art? Ooh, <laughs> I have not spent a lot of time you thinking haven't, about Renaissance you, 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 art. You, you, are, you appreciate the art, mm-hmm. the artists and everything else. Sure. So... Renaissance. What are we talking about? This is the period of European history between the you know, the fifteenth and sixteenth. Is this centuries. where the Ninja Turtles get their names? Oh, oh yes. Well, yes, actually, yeah, okay. this is correct. All right, good. I'm, I'm with it. I'm back in. So, okay, so I was checked out, but now I'm back in. You know these. You know some of these great artists: Leonardo da Vinci, mm-hmm. Michelangelo. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this period. He's a of party time. dude. Yes. All the, <laughs> pizza. All this great <laughs> stuff, right? That comes out Invented of this Italy. because the world's coming out of the middle ages mm-hmm. this is this is the big thing welcome to the renaissance yeah. Yeah, for those something rotten fans out there nice mm-hmm. uh we you know we've got this moment that kind of connects this the middle ages which some real dark stuff happens mm-hmm. with the future the modern times mm-hmm. right yeah. like our modern understanding of everything so uh, so through this period there is this particular artistic composition it's called vesperbild it's german uh i'm not saying that great vesperbild Ves- Will you try that again? Vesperbild. Oh. You say the D's as T's. Oh, my God. <laughs> Four years of German. I need to use it for something. I always know that Germans sound angry. That's all yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. So, so what you just said, right, that yes. develops in Germany around 1300. And it reaches Italy across about 100 years. So about 1400, it goes to Italy. That word you just said. Mm-hmm. Vesperbild. You may know it. Many of you listening will know it more by the Italian, which is the Pieta. Pieta. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, what is the Pieta? Hey, um, it's the Pieta. Pieta. Uh, so, it's artistically, for most people know, it's one of the many representations of the of the figures of Mary and Jesus from Christian theology. So, you normally will see that all throughout this period. The most famous one you know of is Michelangelo's. That's in, He's a radical dude. Yes. He... <laughs> He's in the Vatican. You have this image of this. But the Pieta, which for Italian means pity, compassion. Mm. That's kind of where it, where it translates. It goes from the German to this to that. It's become, and it's been for hundreds of years, that is an artistic, when, it, when an artist likes to represent a sorrowful moment between usually two characters, mm-hmm. and they place them in that moment where the one is holding the other okay. in this very dramatic, very pensive sorrowful moment so you could understand that obviously in the artists that like Michelangelo has done that Mm -hmm. people have used it many times in other things I know on the campus of Arizona State University there is a Southwest Pieta it's an art installation that was installed I want to say 30 years ago and it's two characters from Southwestern lore that it's a a male figure holding a female figure in the same pose it's a classic classic posing that appears frequently in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, interesting. I think this minute is maybe the first real representation of it. Uh, I, if, it ha- if it wasn't an Iron Man, then it would be. I don't believe it's an Iron Man. Okay. Not in its full, mm-hmm. not in its full moment that we will see it in this minute. Yeah. So look at the Renaissance. Yeah, look at that. Are we went the Renaissance right? art moment. Look at we're getting we're getting educated here in the back. What is going on of the Incredible Hulk from 2008, directed by Louis Leterrier? We're talking about minute 58 
uh, and we'll and we'll get into exactly uh, what shot uh, Rob was alluding to as we move on to because it's not the first shot. We actually had we, we ended the minute with Betty about to say something. She her mouth was even pursed in the, like she's about to say the word and then the minute cut off. But now we learned that the word was Bruce. Oh. Yeah, and so and it, interestingly, will later on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Hulk does not respond well to being called that name. Oh, that's true. But here, she does not have a problem with it. Maybe it's just because she's talking to me. Betty's talking to me. Well, and amazing moment. Uh huh. The the CGI animators yeah. do a phenomenal job. There's this some is, great acting on Hulk's face. This is the most docile expression yeah. you see in this character's face. Yeah. This is the only like the, pretty much the only time you see him kind of at peace. Yes. And it looks like he's about to say something. Like he's, she said, and he looks at her and they have like this serious, like heartfelt look. And it's almost like, and then over his shoulder, you see the gunship. Oh, we've been waiting no. for the gun for the last two minutes. Yes. And, and for the audience for multiple episodes. They're like, when's the gunship going to get here? we forget about that? No. No, we haven't forgot about the gunship. And the gunship finally shows up. Uh, and what is it? It is a Boeing AH-64A Apache. Uh, the Boeing 64 Apache is an American-built twin turboshaft attack helicopter with a tailwheel-style landing gear arrangement and a tandem cockpit for a crew of two. Would you like me to go on? Because I can have, I have Please, the full Please, I'm very interested. Okay, it features a nose-mounted sensor suite for target acquisition and night vision systems. It is armed with a 30-millimeter M230 chain gun carried between the main landing gear under the aircraft's forward fuselage. And, get this... Four hard points mounted on stub wing pylons for carrying armaments and stores. Typically, now this is typically a mixture of AGM 114 Hellfire missiles and Hydra 70 rocket pods, as we all know. But the A64 has a significant systems redundancy to improve combat survivability. Let me try. Sure. Boom, boom from above. <laughs> Uh, and for for the rest of us who, who aren't, don't get off on uh, Wikipedia entries, uh, these uh, have shown up in Firebirds, the movie, which uh-huh. was an interesting thing, and GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra. Oh. <laughs> Outstanding, <laughs> yeah. which is not a bad movie. No, anyway, it's, not, that's well, it's got its own thing going on. But uh, yeah, so that we see that finally it shows up, and interesting the way it it's coming in. The, the angle it's coming in, it sees the Hulk, and we and we cut to a, like a sort of a nose cam view of it. It can't see Betty, so oh, right. like it only sees the Hulk, and uh, it's going by you know Ross's last story, which is exactly like that. So now it's it's like oh okay, well we're here, so we might as well just start shooting him. Have is Operation more bullets still in effect? Because let's send some bullets at now, these him. These are bigger bullets. These are bigger bullets. Now in the shot, bullets. okay. Now we we'll, when it cuts from the 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 uh, aiming device the yeah. right the targeting system mm-hmm. it cuts to a really nice shot of the helicopter which i'm assuming okay the, the, this is all cg yes the, oh the, yes the, yeah the this is not a real copy however never really, really there. in that shot we we also get a view of the other character from this moment that we forgot about for the last few minutes and that's the storm clouds <laughs> That's right. The storm clouds are making their big appearance in this thing. You we, might. We forgot about them. They were like in minute what fifty two before he turned. Remember yeah. before he turned, the storm clouds were yeah, coming exactly. in. Yeah, exactly. When they were first walking up to the university back when back when all that we were worried about was uh, should he wear the ball cap or not. Exactly. You know. But now look how far we've come. So the storm came in. Then everything went super bright. Yes. During the battle, mm-hmm. and now we know the storm's afoot. It's well, coming. It's almost back. like it takes place in Arizona. 
That is Wait five sunlight. minutes. Yeah, exactly. The only state I've ever been in where I've been in bright sunlight so much I had to wear a glass on and in a full downpour. And then Arizona. I'm and sure then, everybody then, around the state is like, yeah, it happens in Indiana. It happens in Ohio. Like, but no, 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 no. Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> So uh, we get to see the 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 chain gun in full effect as it races down and and looks this looks practical. Oh, yeah. uh, I couldn't. I, I saw. I, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the crash because they did that practically. Um, but like it looks like they really you know planted micro explosives all along the grass and the you know detonated them all there. So it looks like this race of bullets is going on there. So this is interesting because the Hulk looks over, sees what's coming. Betty then looks around him and also sees what's coming, and then he goes and covers her right there as the bullet thing raced by. So I want to talk a little bit about instincts here because we're going to see some some interesting stuff here happen. Because um, the, the Hulk, the personification of destruction and and violence and anger, his first instinct and like it, he I mean, his, this happens fast is to cover Betty and protect her, and Ross. Not there at all. Like he's like his he's like starts going like starts screaming out, "Do not fire!" But he's not screaming at the walkie. He's just screaming into the air. Right. Like he's not like, "Uh, guys, like they're under your command." He's just running at them, going, "Do not fire!" But like they they can't hear you, dude. They're in a helicopter. They're like, right. <laughs> like you have to actually talk into the little squawky box in right. your hand. But it's like, just instinct, right? Right, instinct. So the, the instinct. So like he doesn't like like Hulk has the instinct and he has the instinct, and they're both completely different uh, in what they're they're going for. But yeah, so it races by um, uh, shooting there, and then the Hulk. This is what's interesting. Is, is you th- if you think of Hulk, we usually think of him as Hulk smash, 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 destroy. Thing. But he's actually like a world-class athlete because I don't think anything he does is by accident. All the things we've seen in this in this action sequence over the these last five minutes or so have been very calculated. Yes. Like, he threw that shield and to shear those thing, that, that, that Humvee in half, you know? He, and, and this thing, too, I don't think this was an accident. I think he meant to cut that rotor off. Oh, yeah. Like, he was, like, look, looked at, you know, calculated the angle and stuff. Like, all for him, it's all instinct. But, like, I'm going to throw this thing and chop that thing off of that thing. You know, and uh, and because he severs the blades right. from the Apache. I was just going to say. So what happens here is we we cut really quick cuts between him, mm-hmm. B- Betty, under the Hulk protection. He still has his shield, like right. one of his two. You got Ross running. The Hulk basically kicks back, uh, kind of a, a the the pitcher's throw of all pitchers throws. Mm-hmm. Throws out the one piece, almost frisbee esque, like a discus way, or, or like, something or like, like that. Xena or Shockrom. Exactly. Mean, like, yeah. And then we go to this great point of view. Of the helicopter, uh-huh. piece of metal. Like uh-huh. I mean, it's actually really well, again, well laid out, nicely composed. You, yeah, and you, you still, see the you still can't see Betty. Right, you like still can't see POV. Betty, but you still see the still the puffs of smoke from the shots of the of the uh-huh. bullets hitting yeah. the ground. You see the piece of metal coming at it, and yeah, the metal perfect accuracy yeah. just shears off right. the rotor from I, the helicopter. And I think that was his thing too. Like that's what I'm saying about him as the perfect athlete. Like as he sees, like from that this one angle. He does the mental calculations. So yes. he stands there and he sees what he did, and then he's like, "Oh, the blade's coming at me!" But then he calculates, he's like, "Oh, it's going to pass me by." So he doesn't even react to it. Right. Like as he's standing there, the the blade of the helicopter come like you know scissors through the air and cuts in the ground and goes right next to him. But he could you know see that it wasn't going to affect him at all. So he doesn't even react to it as it whizzes right by him. You know, right. well, this thing would have like 
cut anybody else in half. But then looks down, sees Betty's there. He's like, oh, that's probably going to explode. All right, I need to cover her again. Like, it, you can see the calculations in his head of, like, of, of what he's going to do. And then he completely envelops her. Last time he sort of, like, blocked. But this time he, like, completely covers her like a, like a shell. Right. Uh, as the, the, uh, the Apache hits the ground and explodes and then just race fire. Okay, so the fire you see is practical. Like, they set this whole thing up. There's, there was no people there. So, like, there no Liv Tyler, no Edward Norton, no Terry Notary. Like, there was nobody in that, that space. But they set up all the, the, uh, the wreckage along the way, and then they set up, like, fire poles, essentially, like like these little arcs that would oh, shoot fire. Okay. And so then they went, do, 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 and they, like, st- they basically launched the fire from one end to the other. And they just, like, on a outside, but, like, on a soundstage kind of thing. Like, they right. built up a, a thing. And so, actually, it's it, even to see it in real life is really impressive. Like, they, the CG guys that added in all the wreckage flying by, but all the fire you see was actually done on set. And adding them in, too, because you can actually yeah, see. Yeah, like I so said, there wasn't anything there. Like, right. they didn't have, like, a person or anything there. So, like, that wasn't anything. But that, uh, so there was actually, like, they were aimed at that thing, and then they just sent the fire sort of down from one side to the other. It was really impressive. So they're fully engulfed as this whole, and again, this is, like, three seconds. Yeah. It hits. Again, we go to this far shot. You can see the wreckage. He protects her. The Apache impacts. Big mm-hmm. explosion. Yep. Everything is rolling towards them. There's a very close-up shot of... Liv Tyler I'm, glad, I'm so glad you pulled that shot because like I, I had to I kept freeze framing it and I kept missing it too because I couldn't figure out what it was because in the midst of all this stuff there's this one shot of a face and I couldn't figure out what it was oh shit and so yeah her. then you see it's her like it, you know like you can see his a little bit of the Hulk's arm sort of over her right but then covered by all of the the dirt and just before the fire hits them so they're and it's wonderfully done. It's, and it's I'd probably like a tenth of a second. Yes. I mean, like that's probably, oh, yes. like, probably like three frames or something. Right. Yeah. It's fast. And again, that 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 implying of in this case, not just horror, but just mm-hmm. like fear, like trauma, like this yeah. is going to happen. Flame engulfs them. We go to Ross. Ross is uh-huh. yeah. You know, the, the, the biggest the biggest reaction like that we've seen from him too is just this this scream out. Uh, no, it's it, it's very Darth Vader at the end of episode three esque. No, yes it is. <laughs> but I mean, so, like full on just no. And then but, we cut to Leonard. Yeah, Leonard's knocked to the ground, and you know what? A hard rain is going to fall. He well, okay. So Leonard's down on the ground, yeah, covered, by, surrounded by flaming wreckage. Right, he's fine. He's he's okay. But then that's when click water comes on, and like the, the it the doesn't rain just comes. it it becomes immediately yeah one o'clock in the morning. Yes, it's dark. Uh-huh. I know they cut back to to Ross and the soldiers and like, okay, it was clearly night because um, you can tell the Klieg lights were just off to the right because yes. everyone on the ground, their shadows are huge. Like, like there was, they're all facing the different way. Yeah. It seems like, totally. This is just like, just like uh, the shot we had of uh, Edward Norton running out from the thing, clearly shot at night, night for day. Uh, same thing here. I also like in this, there is magic movie rain. So not oh, yeah. only is it fast, but also... All the soldiers are, are are getting rained on, and Ross is dry as a bone. He's in the, the front rest of the of rain. This scene. He's in the front of the rain. <laughs> He's in front of the rain. Like, and this is outside at the quote unquote university. It's actually a park, uh, but not a single drop is yes. touching him. It's yes. like, all right, that's star power, baby. You're right? No, I'm not getting wet. <laughs> I'm not getting wet. No, yeah. no. <laughs> you can have your rain, right? You know, for your atmosphere and stuff too. But like, uh, 
William Hurt staying dry. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty funny because it's very <laughs> it's obvious. Very obvious, and and because they, they cut to it multiple times, and every time the rain is right behind him. <laughs> but then, as we see that as they're all looking at this at this huge fireball, then the rain comes down. Of course, then makes some of the fire go down. The fire drops, and we see the Hulk stand up, and he's holding Betty's body, and that's where we get to your Renaissance homage. Yes, it's like no. him cradling her body and looking down. Now, what what made what I saw what it made me think of uh, was the cover of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, so oh, George yeah. Perez having Superman holding Supergirl's body, but I'm sure he was probably inspired no, by that it, exact artistic movement. Absolutely, no, yeah. those all go back five hundred years, <laughs> five five hundred and fifty some odd years, yeah. right? Now, okay, so this is this is a wonderfully dramatic moment. I think yes. they, it's rendered incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's just talk about the physics of fire. <laughs> no, what's just, the movie? What's no, the movie like, you thought like, of uh, the, when this happened? The, uh, the fire? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe Dragonheart. Batman Forever. Oh, Batman Forever. The opening scene: Val okay. Kilmer's Batman. He yeah. goes to save someone. Yeah. Or and remember, he dives into the pit. Yeah. He's got the bat cape that comes in and creates this vacuum seal over yeah, him. That's right. Okay, that's the minimum you would need to survive this. Yeah, the Hulk doesn't have that. No. Yeah, that's, I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. You know, fire uses oxygen. So, like, even if she like wasn't physically damaged by the stuff going on there, like, she probably her lungs would be seared and stuff too. But I, I thought of the same thing too. But all of this happens in the course of thirty seconds. Yeah, it's whoosh and gone. So. You know, by the backdraft rules, then sure. yeah, I think you might be all right because the rain comes really that much quicker, and it like the sort it's like the fire passes over them and then and then continues on. Like it's it's not like you're trapped in a room with fire, which would be a right, whole right. different thing. So yeah, for that I was kind of like, eh. in the same in the same world where Hulk can shear a Humvee in half. It, it, no, it's completely know, like, forgivable. Like, but and the rain and, like exactly. yeah, helps. It. Yeah, so yes. I think yeah, but but. When they cut to, you know, like Ross, like, oh, he saved her. And they go back to, and we see a close-up of Betty in his arm. There's really no indication that she's alive. No. I mean, like, it, I, there's not, like, it, her, like, coughing or breathing or even, like, moving her head around, like, even right. as she's still unconscious. Like, we still don't know if she's alive or dead at this point, but we don't know. But then, like, the Hulk then looks over at Ross like, you did this. Yeah, you did I this. I mean, like, it is a full-on, like, rage stare. Uh, and I also like the you actually can see a wound in his shoulder. Oh yeah, like a slice, like something a piece of shrapnel has come through and, and cut a piece of. He's not bleeding, but like it is a serious gash. Right. Uh, but yeah, like he is man. So what are the what is he is he going after Ross? Is he is he going to is he going to shift back to Bruce? Is it is are we going to hear the Lonely Man theme again? We don't know because that's where the minute ends. Is he going to ask him about his umbrella? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of umbrella do you have? <laughs> Yeah, the magic umbrella that you uh, it protects you no matter where you go. Oh my goodness! It's star power. Exactly. We'll find out what happens uh, after that in minute fifty nine. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, if you're interested in uh, chatting with like minded Marvel fans over on my Facebook, well, good because we have the place for that. It is called the Marvel Movie Minute and Next Real Film Pit Class Executive Lounge. <laughs> Theme. Let me try that. Yeah, too. yeah I'll try it. Hey, next, hey, Rob. Yeah. Um, if I wanted to improve my Facebook experience, where would I go to talk with like-minded Marvel fans? You would go to the Marvel Movie Minute and the Next Real Film Podcast Executive Lounge. <laughs>
Oh, well, you went for the precise pronunciation. I like Sometimes just, you have to do that because mm-hmm, I know we're, we're fast talkers. So yes, we, I like to just blur all my things together. And I, pauses are for losers. We tr- well, <laughs> <laughs> just mash all of them together. People will figure it out. Our brains are so mushy. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. You can, easy way to find it is go to facebook.com slash groups slash the next reel. Uh, we're over there talking about all the all the Marvel movie nonsense that we can talk about. So hope you enjoyed Minute 58. We'll be back here for Minute 59. Hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Bye.